Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. Welcome, everybody. I am looking forward to today. I've got Dr. Laura Galindo with us, and I wanted to bring her on because last episode, we connected with Melinda Wilson with Face-to-Face Ministries and had an amazing experience of connecting with the Emmanuel approach and how Jesus sees us, how he's with us, walking in a space of thankfulness. And um, Dr. Laura Galindo and I actually met, I believe in 2019, when I put together a Facebook group called The Gathering Place for Christian Educators. And she and her husband, George, popped on right away and they were big supporters (laughs) and just wanted to see teachers from all over the US. And we had some international, actually, Christian teachers connecting together and sharing ideas, praying together and just finding some kind of community around wanting to step into our kingdom identity. And so um, over actually two years ago, Laura did a few interviews with me on Facebook. And so I decided to invite her back on because she really has a heart for students finding freedom. And we, of course, cannot disconnect that from teachers finding freedom too. Hence our last episode with Melinda. But Laura, welcome to today. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, I I really feel honored to be here because your speakers have been so amazing. As I listen, I'm just learning a lot myself and I just feel honored to be a part of that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're listening and it's exciting to hear some of you giving feedback because I really do have a heart to get this stuff out there because I just feel like we as teachers need to be encouraged principals, administrators, um, whether we're walking in private, public, or homeschool settings, I just think it's pertinent that we get equipped. And then here are some other ways that we can find freedom ourselves and help our students step into that too. So this is great. So Dr. Laura, a little bit about her. So she's in the Arlington, Texas area, and she is actually the founder and executive director of Scholastic Academy. And it's been around now 10 years. 10 years. We're starting our 11th year this year. I'm super excited. Yes. And they have a ribbon cutting event next month, right? In August, August August 4th at 430, we will be doing a grand reopening. We've remodeled. We're fresh, uh, freshly accredited. And now we have our 501 determination. So we are just starting a whole new chapter and I'm excited about what God's going to do next. This is really exciting. So a little bit about Laura is that she has a huge passion. Well, not only is she a mother of four, but she has a huge passion for helping kids have a better experience with education than what she had. And the big thing is helping kids be able to learn in the ways that they're gifted and wired, which don't, don't we all, we always hear that word, like teaching to the one child, like finding the way. But I really feel like if you go to Laura's website for scholastic, it's scholastic.com, right? Scholastic.com, yes. Okay. It's finding the way to educate a child in the way that they're wired. So left, right brained and helping that student really to find the way to love themselves in the way that God designed them. And so small class sizes, 15 or less, right? Yes. Yeah. And then she is basically creating the environment that she wanted her kids to grow up in. 
And so she's like a mom <laughs> as a principal in her school director and, um, just education is her passion. She's always been an avid learner and educator. I'm excited to have her on because she's going to share a little bit about the diversity of her students with us in a moment and really meeting them where they're at so that kids can enter the world being confident and understanding how they're gifted and wired in order to be able to execute using those gifts, talent, skills, and abilities that God gave them in the beginning. And so Laura, would you speak a little bit about the population you serve and share a little bit of your passion with us about that approach of loving the kid where they're at? Yes. Well, you know, as we know, there's so many students with different backgrounds, different needs, My four children were completely different. I have two that are uh, just like me, like left brain and two very creative, like George, right brain. And, you know, to walk them all through this, the state standards of like the math, the science and everything, you really have to approach them in a different way instead of just like here, memorize this, you know, and it's, it's just such a big heart pull for me to have them be lifelong learners, not to hate school, to learn in, in a way where they can fail forward, feel confident about not coming in and feeling like, oh, I don't know anything. So I'm going to be apprehensive about, you know, what I say or what I do, but to understand this is a training ground and that we want to embrace who you are and what those giftings are. And then we do a lot of collaborative learning as well, where we uh, acknowledge the students and all their different, like we do strength finders and we do this gems thing where we learn what kind of person they are. And then we pair them up with the opposite type of person so that when we do collaborate, each one has their own strength and feels useful within that group. Wow. That's so cool. And I love that you're using all these tests to help like strengths. Strength finders has been really helpful for me as an adult <laughs> yeah. to understand myself and to have kids be able to take that at an early age. And then pairing them with someone who's opposite. That's really powerful. So important for them to understand that it takes a group of different minded people in order to make something great. And um, I really believe that emulating what they're going to experience in the workforce is really important. So they don't walk in and feel like I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know how to approach anybody. Um, I want them to walk in. It doesn't matter if it's McDonald's or you know, uh, I was about to say Xerox, but I don't even think that exists anymore, (laughs) you know, uh, that they walk in and understand I'm part of a team. And I, if I don't know something, I can actually communicate, where do I get this information from? How do I bring people together? That kind of thing. Yeah. I just love what you're doing. I wish we lived closer. Cause I'd love to send my daughter there. That would be really, really fun. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love what I do. So you really have a big heart for kids finding freedom. And I know that you and your husband, George have put together this straight a parenting approach. And I would really love for you to share about that. But then I know you guys stepped into helping bring that into your classroom and it helps kids step into like a, a victorious mindset. Would you speak to some of those tools? Actually, George and I initiated the intentional, what type of product is, if we can call it a product, we wanted a student to become what okay. kind of community member we wanted out of our, it started with our children. Mm-hmm. Then when we built the school, we made a list of characteristics we wanted our kids to graduate with. And I'm, by our kids, I mean, our students. Yeah. And then with a friend of mine, after going through years of struggles and trying to partner with parents and, and students and seeing the struggles they had, 
a colleague of mine who was also in the, uh, she has a group called Next Level Gen. Mm-hmm. He and I, her name is Stacy Green. She and I created the Straight A Parenting. Okay. And so we created within that, and, and the intention was, how can we educate parents on how to handle becoming a better partner with the school and, and the student? parent with intention, intentions, yeah. you know, I want my child to actually, oh yeah, what, you know, they're not just here and I'm not just taking care of them. I actually want to build their character this way. Yeah. And so that turned into us brainstorming and we created a 4 a formula that includes four things, uh, assurances, attributes, adherence, and authority. And to put it a little simpler, we, we were looking for a cute 4A formula, you know, <laughs> but it, it's filled with confidence, character traits, your belief system, and how you handle your power and authority. Okay. I love that you started with the end in mind. We want our kids to graduate with these things, these attributes, yeah. and then helping them step into those things. Would you speak to like, what does an everyday, so you have a student come in and I know you've got some students who have experienced bullying They've had, they've been through deaths in the family. And, and just so our listeners know too, Laura's school is very diverse in that the way that it runs in terms of they've got some kids who dip in just for certain classes. There's some kids that do like a hybrid model where they do some homeschooling at home and then they come in for specific classes. And then she does have students who actually sign on to come for all day. And so they've got a moving, moving population, but they always have about 50 kids in the building at a time, but there's still space if you're interested. And we'll share more at the end about that. But what does it look like when you have a student come in and you're using the model with them of 4A? What does that look like? Well, it it starts with me. Okay. You know, I've already exercised it with my own children, but it starts with me. And then obviously I lead my educators into thinking this process out. But we do have the private school, the online and the hybrid students, the private school students, when they come in in the morning, we start with devotions and we start with devotions. Obviously, we want everybody to know the, the good word. Um, but we want to exercise an area where they can speak uh, the things that they're going through and get those out in the open so that they're not just constantly running them in their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes with building their confidence. And if they can maturely handle emotions, events in their life, you know, that kind of thing. And obviously they're kids. So, you know, you're training them to handle it maturely then that goes to building up their character traits. Yeah. Adherence, you know, the belief system, you have to know where they came from and what they've been dealing with, what they, and I, and I'm very open with them. I tell them during devotions time, look, I, you know, I've gone through abuse. Uh, I grew up with pornography. I I've been a drinker before and all those things lead to nowhere, you know, and most of my kids are six through 12th grade. Most of that group is I'm heavier on the high school side. So I can talk about those things, right? It's not anything they haven't experienced that you would be surprised with some of their stories. So there are kids who are coming here to heal from being bullied and build up their confidence. Some actually stay for the long run and graduate. Some actually go back into the public school system when they feel confident enough to go handle their business. And then, you know, we have, uh, once you build up that confidence, you have to know how to handle the authority you carry with you. And we want them to understand their authority in Christ, not just authority in arrogance or pride. Yeah, no, that's really, really powerful. So there are some kids that kind of get healed up and then they go back. 
Absolutely. Um, We've had okay. several kids that come in um, and I call them uh, the ones that use us as a stepping stone. Okay. And I tell them every time you experience a failure, uh, take it, acknowledge it, deal with your emotions and then put it right under your feet, step on it to move up because yeah. um, you need to be able to handle instead of carrying it with you. There's a difference between putting a stone down and stepping on it to move yourself up and carrying it with you in a bag on your shoulder while you're walking, trying to move ahead. Mm -hmm. And that is a big deal. We want them to not be, I, I carried it with me. And that's where my passion comes from is that I was traumatized as a child and I was oppressed and I felt all these different emotions about who I was and what I heard I was. And I carried it with me all through my later college years. And I was around 22 when I gave my life to the Lord. When I did that, I was able to, oh, the Lord will take these from me. Okay. I'm giving it away because it's done me no good to hold it. You know, right. So carrying that heavy bag. <laughs> it took me a long time. And I love that little cartoon. I don't know if you um, watch VeggieTales, but cartoon from years ago called the Snoodles Tell. You have to watch it. And uh -huh. it's about this little Snoodle and he comes out, you know, like he's born and then he, he believes in himself and what he can do. And he's so creative, but then he starts showing himself to people and they instantly start cutting him down. Oh, who told you you're creative? Who told you you're this? Who told you you're that? And they end up painting a picture of who he is and then they put it in his backpack. And then he starts, you know, being less and less confident until he decides he's just leaving. He's going to leave wow. this area. And he walks over uh, some mountains, I don't know what. And then he ends up being with a persona like God. And he ends up telling him, who gave you all these pictures of yourself? Let me take them out. Mm -hmm. And here's what I think of you. And it was how God saw him. Mm. And so that's exactly the, the truth of what it feels like. Except in our case, it's not little rolled up pictures because that's what the cartoon has. It feels like boulders on our shoulders. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the Max Licato book about you are yes. special of all the stickers being stuck to yes. the little punchinello and pulling those off. Yeah. So it sounds like in your school, the real focus is helping kids to step into confidence, really yeah. recognizing this is who I am. And it's great. I'm great. If you can create a confident child, they can handle anything. Mm -hmm. Really, they can handle anything, you know, mm -hmm. and acknowledge, okay, this is my boundary on this, Yeah, but I can do this here. And I can find somebody else to do that part that I know that's not my thing, you know? And so it's, it's very important because you know, I'm a product of public school. Mm -hmm. uh, I got, I went all the way to my doctorates. None of that matters. None of it matters if you don't have good character or you can't handle life. I feel weird saying it, but academics is second to me building these kids up. And I love school. I love learning. I love teaching, but everybody who comes in here that will be second place. You mm -hmm. being a straight A student is second place to you being a straight A person, mm -hmm. you know, and that it's not about perfection. It's about progress. It's about building them up so that they can handle life in general. Yeah. I have so many kids coming in that identify with anxiety and depression more than anything else. Oh yeah. Especially in this time back, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, the biggest deal was my child has ADD and then it progressed to, I, I have a lot of high functioning autistic students that are geniuses. I love them. I love the way they think. Yeah. And um, they do really great things. Last year, one of my um, high functioning autistic students was the president of our student council. And he did a great cool. job. I mean, I just feel like, you know, and he just embraced the position. I just absolutely loved it. And then now everybody that 
tends to come in has, they have emotional disorders and, you know, anxiety disorders and all kinds of stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to downplay that these could be chemical imbalances or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. I had anxiety and depression growing up. I can prove it from old diaries, but I made choices along the way that either kept me there or moved me out. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want them to understand is that you do have a choice. It's not a, this is who I am and period. I have a choice to change. I have a choice to grow. I have a choice to be better, to be stronger, to be more confident. Yeah. And that you do have an impact in this world that nobody else can fulfill. So just for our teachers listening in today, I just want to encourage you that you know, sometimes we drag on, or I've heard teachers complain that teaching is so much different now. It's not just the subject, but you have all of these other parts. You've got the child's heart. You've got the social, emotional well-being of like what's happening in their life. I had homeless kids. I know how that, that whole piece, like, did you eat breakfast? Like all those pieces, but just like Dr. Laura is talking about today, I think it's really important to remember that that piece that you're instilling of identity is so huge because it sets them up for what they can actually see themselves doing right. And we need vision to have purpose. So being able to move as people with vision, like I see myself able to do these things and I know I can take these steps. Like you just said, Laura, like being able to have boundaries for myself to keep myself healthy. (laughs) And we as adults modeling that for them and what we do and Laura, you sharing your story in your environment of like being honest with your kids about where you've come from and trying to help them stay away from pitfalls. Like we, as parents would want to do for our own kids, just to encourage those that are, especially that are working in private and public, don't discount those moments where you get to invest in them because it's leaving legacy for them. <laughs> right. And I think, I think also we can't forget the fact that we do have to start with us. You, these, yeah. these things that I'm talking about, confidence, character traits, your belief system, uh, how to exercise your uh, power. Mm-hmm. It starts with the educator because you can't share what you don't have. And you have to be able to really analyze who you are, where you're at, where you want to go and seek the Lord on those things. Because if you can't be even honest with yourself, which is something I try to do on a daily basis, then you're not going to be able to transfer that to your student. And then what your speaker, I think her name is Michelle Michelle Nicole. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Elementary teacher. Well, she was talking about setting up the environment crucial to me because there's so many things that uh, as kingdom educators, we don't acknowledge. You sometimes walk in and you're like, oh, I have a job and kind of me against them or that kind of thing. But taking your authority in Christ and commanding your environment, whether it's through, I think you said, nonverbal or instrumental uh, Christian music, you know, praise Mm -hmm. and worship kind of thing setting up your environment, not just for you, but for them as well, it'll seep into their system and it binds the enemy. And then you can have that platform where he doesn't have a way to play, you know, while you're teaching these things. And I've overprayed at times where I was like, no enemy can come into my classroom and blah, blah, blah. And then I realized, oh, all the ones that I really need to walk in are being absent because they won't be able to come in. <laughs> And, and then I was like, okay, they can come in, but they just have no authority here. They cannot activate, you know, right, I mean, right. it's kind of a little over the top, but you know, yeah. if you understand spiritual, you know, environments kind of thing, you'll, you'll see the transfer. I prayed over somebody and found the enemy of, um, uh, suicide because she kept cutting. And I saw after I was binding it, no big drama, just me speaking in the spiritual realm from my desk to her desk. Nobody needed to know about it. And I saw her stop cutting. Everybody was like, how did that happen? You know, she's not Mm -hmm. cutting anymore. This school's great. 
well, you know what? It's because somebody needs to take spiritual authority over this yes. child and the things that she's opened into her life. And she was only 13. It was the most eye-opening experience I've ever had, you know? So all of that together, it's not just one thing, but you take baby steps on a daily basis with yourself, with your students right. and walk it all out together. Cause we're all on the same journey. We're just, you know, I'm just a little bit ahead of them. <laughs> yeah. So as we think about what we can take from what you've said today, Laura, what are some like nuggets that our teachers can walk away with besides your encouragement about setting the atmosphere and binding things that need to be bound that we're seeing in our students? What would be some things that we can do to help bring freedom for students? I think one of the biggest things that I get as a compliment here is that now we can learn in peace. Kids don't feel overwhelmed. I'm talking about relationship here. If if I can show the kids how to have a relationship with Mm -hmm. me, talk to me, be transparent with me, it's going to lead to me showing them how to do that with Christ. And so once you can show them how to have a simple conversation with God and hear him, I think that if you're an educator and you haven't quite made it there yet, that's your number one goal this year. Mm -hmm. Have conversations with God on a daily and it doesn't have to be formal and it doesn't have to be profound and you don't have to memorize the whole word, but just take a few nuggets on a daily and just talk to him about how you really feel. He already knows. He just wants to hear it from you. He wants to have a relationship with you. My biggest nugget would be, you're not going to go anywhere this year if you don't have that as a first priority. And I would echo that too. It's huge. And just, I know I've had a few episodes on here about hearing God's voice. I just want to encourage you that as we purposely set aside time to be with him, we hear him. (laughs) We quiet our mind, we quiet our heart. And it just puts us in a place of throughout the day we've been nourished in our own hearts, our own spirit man is nourished. And then we're able to see, hear, and know what he's doing through the day. And we can, my husband calls it like, help me to partner well with you, Jesus today. But like, it makes me think of like, I'm holding his hand through the day so that I can hear and see and know what's going on around me clearly. (laughs) Right. And I think the only reason I mentioned that, you know, I mean, it sounds like a dumb thing to say in a kingdom educators group, but we forget forget because you you wake up, you, oh, I woke up later. My, my child was feeling bad and now I'm behind. And then you get to work and boom, you're trying to check off that list to get ready. Well, that list has to be like, pause breathe, breathe in God, you know, uh, understand Lord. I know that I'm late right now, but I'm pausing for you. And I know you're going to take care of the rest of it. Yes. You know? And, uh, I'm the queen of, you know, I teeter with being a workaholic, you know, uh, because I, I love functioning and I almost feel validated when I can check off my list, you know, yeah. but I've had to slow down and breathe and understand who I am as part of the picture that Christ has for me, not who Christ is as part of my own picture. And that that really, really has made a big difference for me this past year, understanding my authority, my value, and how I am who I am through him, not, not just because of him or next to him. You know, I'm not just partnering with Christ. I am moving only when he tells me to move. And so yeah. I think that's really big to remind ourselves that he has to come That's first. good, Laura. It makes me think of a couple of days ago that I was thinking about this story where I was trying to get somewhere and it was, this is before I had a smartphone. I was trying to get somewhere and it was far away and I didn't have any directions with me. I don't even think I had a map in the car. And I remember asking the Holy Spirit, how do I get there? And I look back at that story because I made it to my destination. It was three hours away and I figured it out. 
because I was just listening to him, but how that's such a simple picture of like, if we're in that space of resting in the fact that God, you're good, you are my strength. You will actually help me through the day. And if I'm late to work, like Laura was sharing and I show up and I take five minutes of my 10 that I have to get ready or however much time he actually is going to be the sustenance for helping me get through the day. He's going to show me, but it's like giving up that control that we often want to have on like, whether it's coming from, I got to validate myself because I checked off my list or I performed or whatever, which we can get into so easily as teachers. I am one of them. <laughs> yeah. I love my checklist yes, because we feel good and we feel like we accomplished and when we don't, we didn't. But the thing is, is that the Lord is like, wait, hold on. I have all the directions ready for you. And if you just tune into me, then I'll show you which way to turn and it's going to be just fine. And sometimes it's completely different from what he, what you thought your day was going to be like. Yes. In, yes. in this past year, when I started recognizing spiritual activity more than just physical activity in my mm -hmm. classroom, it changed my life and how I approach every situation I come across in the classroom, outside the classroom with parents. And now I know that just moment by moment, I can mm -hmm. say, did you see that Lord? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. You know, did you, okay. I'm, I don't hear anything. I'm going to just wait, you yeah. know, I don't have to overreact to bad behavior. I don't have to overreact to words being said. I'm separate. I'm almost like the facilitator of the spiritual environment. And that is just, to me, it was so profound because I was walking in going, okay, I have to do these things. I already prayed. I hope the kids don't misbehave, you know, and, and I hope that yeah. this kid is feeling good today. And it was more like I was waiting for things to happen to me. And now I walk in and I'm taking that spiritual authority over the classroom. I love what, what I can't remember her name now, Melanie or Melody uh, said about before I get there, Lord, fill the classroom and let yes. rip. I thought, oh my gosh, that's such a beautiful way of putting it, mm -hmm. you know? But, you know, I've gone through and I've anointed chairs and tables and all that kind of thing. And, um, and it was great. But the minute I started communicating with him, when I saw yes. somebody drowsy from medication or feeling anxious, you can tell when they're starting to get anxious. You know, I had one that was right. tapped the table all the time and I just start binding the enemy or, okay, Lord, do you see that? What do you want me to do? And he would give me the words to pray. Not even like, Hey, can I pray for you? But from far away, speaking spirit to spirit. And mm -hmm. taking that authority over that child, you know, mm -hmm. because they are under my domain. This is my kingdom and yes. I'm the king of my kingdom, you know, yeah. and it just made a huge difference in how my classroom ran. And if something was going to happen, which it did a couple of times, God excused all the kids. Okay, let's go blah, blah, blah. And that's whenever the, the big show would happen, you know, where somebody would explode or whatever. And then nobody even knew because everybody was gone except for that one and person. And then you got to take time for them. Yeah, exactly. That's it was so just, good. It was just orchestrated just so beautifully. <laughs> and I was like, Lord, that was hard. That was mm -hmm. tough on me because I don't want to see her in pain, but I thank you for protecting everybody else. I thank you for helping me acknowledge what's the root of this, mm -hmm. you know, and it helped me help the parents find answers. So that was a big deal. You had mentioned earlier about helping our parents connect with school and making sure that that parent home connection is happening because it's paramount. And now I'm a parent. So when I was teaching full-time, I did, was not a parent. And now I'm on the other side and I'm serving teachers. So it's a different perspective for me, yeah. but I love the whole, like, I'm going to 
ask the Lord, how do I help my parents connect with me as a teacher so that the environment they're even providing or the mindset they're providing for their students at home is going to help support confidence that their student has what they need to be a great learner. And in that process, I'm becoming a great learner so that I can do the things that God has wired me to do. So I just really feel like there's things that our kids are going to step into as we're teaching them. They're going to take mountains, if you will, in, in all the spheres of influence. And we train them to believe that they can, they can take the land that they have authority, like Laura is saying, but it all starts with that confidence piece. And so, but I just feel like there is an open door, especially with all the transition with COVID and the changes that have happened, the anxiety that has been raised and depression in our student population, as well as adults, our parents too, (laughs) but help, but opening up a door of new ideas and strategies from heaven and connecting with parents to help there be that home school connection that needs to be reestablished in many ways that we would know how to do that and how to facilitate that. Yeah. You can't do it without the parents. They have to, they have to take a stronger stance and it's hard to teach them not to baby the babies, you know, I mean, it's hard not to do You're looking at your baby's little eyes and you got to do some tough loving and, you know, it's hard, but you know, there's boundaries for that because what you're trying to do is create a child that is functioning at young adulthood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't want, you know, the 45 year old video game player in our basement, you know, that's, you have to make some choices in order for that to happen. And that's tough. It's so tough on the parents, especially yes. when millennials are having babies. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, they need to, they need to come out of that, you know, mindset where, you know, well, I, my mom just winged it. I, you know, I don't know what to do, you know? So, yeah. you know, not everybody's like that, obviously. Uh, and I, I have a lot of hope the next generation, uh, but for sure the parents have to be well, Would you close us out, Laura, with some prayer? Okay. Oh, Father, you're just so wonderful. I thank you for letting me be a part of this. You're so amazing and worthy of all praise. Uh, We thank you for giving us all the answers we need in your word, Father. I pray that reaching into the word is not overwhelming or not put on the back burner as we plan our days and our year. Father, thank you for, for helping us partner with parents, with students, with administration, with uh, other colleagues. I pray that you just, just as you downloaded that 4A formula to me, that you surge the educators' hearts that are hearing us or the parents' hearts that are hearing us Mm -hmm. here today with everything they need to truly Mm -hmm. educate their students in a way no one else can. They're there for a reason. You've partnered us all with specific kids specific uh, situations for a reason. And I thank you for our callings. I thank you for your wisdom and that you give it out freely when we ask. And I pray for every student that is going into this next year and father is coming across our path. We want you to show us how to reach each and every one in a way that only we can. And we thank you for an amazing school year. Amen. All right. So if you would like to connect with Dr. Laura Galindo and their Scholastic School in the Dallas area, you can reach them at scholastic.com. Well, thank you, Dr. Laura Galindo for coming today. I am so glad to get to connect with you again and to share with listeners the amazing things that you're doing. It was my honor. It was my honor. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources in person and online events and receive my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash declarations. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. Speaking Words of Life for educators. Until next time, don't forget you're a world changer and what you do every day is changing lives.